Blog Talk Radio. Listening on other um, platforms, uh, 
different platforms, um, Spotify and iTunes. I want to thank y'all so much. And for the new listeners, I appreciate you, as well as those who may be on the Wisdom app. Thank you so, so much. Um, number one, um, apologize for getting started late, but good excuse. I've got extra time with my son, half of my son, and um, we were looking, I was looking at the time, and I saw that uh, we were playing Xbox, we were playing Xbox uh, basketball, and um, I just about to fellowship with my son, so just for that, uh, but I'm going to share more details about that on um, in a month and a day from now, that'll be Father's Day. But I didn't realize how close Mother's Day was, and I was getting my weeks mixed up. I was thinking that this was the the first Sunday, and so that's why I, initially I wanted to speak um, to the single uh, ladies, the single ladies or mother mothers. <clears throat> But I realized this was not the first Sunday. This was the fifth Sunday. And uh, traditionally, uh, a lot of churches, uh, fifth Sunday is uh, designated for Women's Day. So I got I got my days mixed up. But I thought about it. I said, you know what? <clears throat> I'm still going to speak to the ladies, the single ladies, because you all have a very important role. And I think a lot of times, Y'all don't understand the importance of not just your role, your purpose, your assignment, but who you are. And so I want to designate this podcast, this show, to the single women. Now, traditionally for Mother's Day, oftentimes Mother's Day is geared towards the mothers who are married, or even sometimes it may be uh, the mothers who may be a widow or maybe a widow, but you very seldom hear anything about the single mothers or even the women who have no children. And so that's what, that's why I wanted to just get on here just to talk, to just share with some of the things that may be on heart from a man's point of view. Now, I was speaking to my stepmom some time ago, and when you look at a lady that may be in church, she may have, if you want to say, a lay member position or she may just be in the choir. Now, for a man, oftentimes the man may have a position, may become a deacon. Eventually, he accepting his calling to bring forth the word. He ended up becoming a preacher going up the rank from associate pastor to assistant pastor, and then eventually uh, senior pastor. So there are different criterias that he make or different positions that he go forth in before he ultimately becomes a senior pastor. But women oftentimes by default, they become the first lady because of who they marry. Think about it. It could be a pastor that end up dating a young lady, and she might have been an usher. She may, like I said, might have been 
a lay member, but because of who she's connected to, automatically she jumps the rank, so to speak, and she thrusts in a position that sometimes she may not be looking for. Um, and I know sometimes we can easily say, well, you know, God can move, God can groom, God can do this, God. Yes, he can do that. But also, if you really look at it, there's a lot of scrutiny that comes in those positions that the women often get into that they did not choose. Don't you know it's a lot of women that end up getting jealous because she becomes the first lady because of who she dated. Matter of fact, just because she married someone and he ended up becoming a pastor. Oh, next thing you know. Oh, she ain't fit to be you no know, a first lady. She can't tell me nothing. Look at her, she's still way behind the ears. I'm gonna show this which I'm not gonna say her name and and um young lady that I begin to uh begin to be real good friends with. She told me her story when her husband was the pastor, young lady, young. And she told me that it was a lot of women, a lot of the mothers in the church would just treat her badly because she was so young. You know, she, from what she shared with me, no one sat down to talk to her. No one gave her that same love. She would sit in the seats of the first ladies, or you would call the elect ladies, whenever there was a church convention or something, there were the the, uh, the first ladies sitting in particular seats. But then here she comes. She's one of the youngest ones there, and they scrutinizing her. Instead of encouraging her, giving her love, they gave her problems. They gave her ridicule. A lot of the women deal with that because of who she married to, who she chose to date. But they still committed to the assignment because of God, but also they're looking at trying to help their husband. They end up, you know, they're seeing their husband tall and then they sacrificing the time with their husband to make sure that the needs of the people, the needs of the church are taken care of. And this is just the first lady. That's why my hat goes off to a lot of the young ladies that have been in those type of positions because they didn't ask for. Now, let me let me say this: there are some they want the glitz and the glamour, but they don't want the work. I'm talking to those that were that's been talling. I'm talking about those that's been, you know, just doing everything, doing everything, especially behind the scenes. You know. When the church is lacking, oftentimes it's the leaders that fill in the gap. And, you know, I'm a serious kid. So I've seen, I grew up in the time where I've seen a lot of young, the first ladies doing this and doing that. Matter of fact, when we were young, we used to have a singing group at our church. And the first lady was the one that was taking us traveling. Um, Matter of fact, the first lady is my aunt and her sons, two of her sons were in the group, and it was myself, my other cousin, and another young boy. I was the youngest kid. And so the first lady would pick us all up, pick us all up, 
to go out and have us to sing in different places. I'm like, wow. So with all of that, it's so much that ladies go through and deal with. And if you look at it, this is something that's not even associated with dating or matters of the heart. This is just their job. This is just their duty or their ministry that they're doing. Now, if you couple that with young ladies that are looking for love, young ladies that are, you know, serving God, seeking God, and even asking God, you know, God, help me to be able to be that wife that you want me to be. All these things. A ladies, a lot of young ladies, they come into the table with goods, come into the table with great qualities. But what happened? Oftentimes, they got to deal with knuckleheads that are disrespectful, knuckleheads that are cheating, knuckleheads that are disrespectful. And unfortunately, that becomes the norm. Ironically, today, I was at the grocery store uh, running an errand for my son. And I ended up meeting a young lady that was in great shape. So happened that we were, in the same, we were on the same aisle, and I had my phone on with my son, and he was telling me specifically what to get. And so the lady overheard, and so she started inquiring on some things. And so long story short, this young lady, she took care of herself. She was 78, 78. Couldn't tell if you saw her, but 78. And lo and behold, she said, well, you know what? I'm trusting God, and God going to bless me to have my first and only wedding. I'm like, Wow. She said, I ain't never been married, I don't have any kids, and I'm still holding on and trusting God. I said, wow, wow. You know, so, you know, a lot of ladies, like I said, they deal with so much. They deal with so much at the workplace. They deal with so much sometimes, you know, when you are the smartest, when you're one of the smart ones on the job, when you one of the more dependable ones. And we ain't just talking about lip service. I'm gonna say like those that know me, I don't mean I don't mind being transparent. I know some that go to you know, that work, work at different places, shoot. They'll be the main one. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Oh, praise the Lord. But they the main ones raising more hell at work. So I ain't talking about them. But we talking about those that are really not just talk about how saved they are, but showing it by being being there to help others, encouraging others. You know, even when everything else is going crazy, they still trying to make sure that you have something to eat. Like I said, giving you an encouraging word. You know, it seems like when everything else is bad and negative, it's like when they come in, it's like a ray of sunshine that comes. We talking about those people. But not understanding sometimes those encouraging ones, those that give the encouragement, those the ones that oftentimes are left alone when they're going through what they're dealing with. Them ones that's always encouraging, them ones that's always there for other people are the ones that oftentimes left by themselves to deal with their own problems. And so 
as Mother's Day, for those that are mothers, Mother's Day approaching, or for those who may not uh, may not be a mother, those who may not have children, you may be a godmother to someone. Or I always say, look, happy Mother's Day, but if you're not a mother, happy Ladies' Day. It's time for you get the encouragement and the appreciation that you are deserving of. You know, it's so many, it's so many things that we see that's going on, and especially how things pertain to stress. You know, when when women go through things, when women go through stress, it can affect their body. You know, hormonal things. You know, so. All these things where we see young ladies, these are ride or die young ladies. That are that song "Stand by Your Man." Tell me where I'm at. Tell me why not. I'm, I'm thinking about Pressure Luck. They used to have a a character called Tammy Wamet. <laughs> but Tammy Wynette, Um Stand by your man. There are loyal young ladies that are out there, and my my prayer is from this day forth, know your value. Do not settle for less than what God wants for you. And settling for less pertaining to love, pertaining to life, and pertaining to yourself. Not settling for less than what God has for you. I'm a firm believer in this scripture where it says the blessings of God make us rich and add us no sorrow. And so the thing is understanding that you are deserving of God's best when you have given God your very best. It is not your responsibility to toil, sweat, and labor on anything that God did not give you the assignment of. I want to speak to my young ladies that are out there, my fellow sisters, my fellow mothers that are out there. I want you to examine everything pertaining to your life. I want you to examine and I want you to ask yourself, is this the quality of life that God has for you? I want you to look at every aspect pertaining to your life. Anything that you may see that you are involved in, I want you to examine everything. In detail, when you go to a grocery store, I worked at a grocery store for many years. When you deal with a grocery store or even any type of business, periodically what they do, they do something called inventory to make sure everything is accounted for. And that helps them to understand if there's going to be a profit or if they're going to be in the negative. And so right now, God wants you to take inventory of everything that you're involved in, everything that you're associated with, and everybody that you're associated with. I want you to understand the value and your importance by looking at everything that you're involved in to see what you are investing what are you producing inside that relationship, that friendship, that partnership, that acquaintanceship that you are associated with? Everything, regardless if it's finances, regardless if it's your time, regardless if it's your talent, regardless if it's your words, or even not just your words, but something else that we do, 
right here. Give people our ears. Oftentimes, people listen to, or you let people give you that words that they're dealing with. Sometimes we become people sounding boards. Sometimes we allow ourselves to be people sounding boards, and you know what all they want? They want to tell you what their problem is, but they don't want to listen to the truth of the solution, or they don't want to hear constructive criticism. So what happens, they just want you to sit down and listen But when you know what needs to be done and they don't want to listen, then you have to cut up the cost to ask yourself, is this something that's causing me more to listen listen to them and and listen to everything they got to say without them listening to sound advice? Hmm. So you have to look at what you're involved in. And, you know, like I said, there are some that are lawyers. There are some that are friends to a fault. But they are great friends to others. But them same people that they are great friends to, that friendship is not reciprocated back to them. In other words, you're faithful to them. You're loyal to them. But they're not faithful and loyal to you. Matter of fact, I'm going to quote this. I heard a minister say this, and it really blew my mind. There is a difference between being faithful and being loyal. Faithful and loyalty. Someone that's faithful could, on clockwork, like clockwork, open up the doors, clockwork. Open up the door same time every day. Same time every day. They are faithful to the assignment that they've been instructed to. But just because somebody is faithful in doing it does not mean that they're going to be loyal to the occupation that they are faithful at. Loyalty requires character. That means that you're going to be committed, not just because you open up the door, but there's going to be a level of trust that you will not abandon. So understanding you can have faithful people around you, but that does not mean that you have loyal people with you. And so there's a lot of young ladies that are out there that are faithful and loyal to so many people. But they're oftentimes loyal to people who will only be faithful to them based upon conditions, based upon what they can get of the relationship. And so what happens oftentimes, they go ahead and they tough it out with that person. Well, you know, we're going to just pray for them. But not understanding you being used. I see oftentimes so many young ladies, they go up there to the job. Like I said, those that don't know me, I work at the jailhouse. I work at Loose Derrick in the Dallas. Loose Derrick, we call it Loose Derrick University. <laughs> you know, and there there are these young ladies. They'll get off, they'll get off work. Sometimes they'll drive to the jail or they catch the bus to the jail or they get dropped off catch a ride to the jail 
if visitation starts at 7 o'clock and they'll make it up there at 5 o'clock to sit down and wait, sit down and wait, sit down and wait. They go visit their man that so happened to have a husband or a boyfriend in their cell. I'd say a boyfriend. Have a boyfriend in their cell. I'm not telling you about something I'm guessing about. I'm telling you what I've seen. But yet still, loyal, loyal to these guys. Hmm. But yet still, they want to stick with it. They want to stick with They want to stand by that guy. I'm believing. I, I pray for it. I pray for it. But you have to understand that strength, that that desire, that prayer that you give, that desire for you to be able to, you know, feel important and be important. You can't look at it from getting it from someone that does not appreciate your value and your worth. Women, you are so important. You all were the first evangelists Talk about Jesus being raised from the dead. Y'all have value. Y'all are y'all are relentless. Y'all are what we call uh, oftentimes when a man is in a position of power or authority, they call that lady his better half, his better half or his soft side. Women are a real man's helpmate. But in order of you to really flourish as a helpmate, you got to make sure that you're linked up with someone that would give you something to help with. You know, it's like when a lady, I always say ladies, you know, women and ladies, but when a lady is with a man that's going to feed her, Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, it's like she feels that she could do any and everything. A lady can make a man feel invincible. A lady, a real lady that knows her value and is linked with someone that appreciates her value, girl, let's be real, girl, you can make that man walk on water. You can make a man feel like he could just walk through the wall. That's the ability that you have. But you can't just give that kind of authority just to any joker. Ladies, when you are coupled with the right man, when you are coupled with the man that God has authorized you to be with, the one that God revealed for you to look, let you know, hey, hey, I'm not going to tell you who to choose, but I'm going to teach you how to choose. Now, God will show you his recommendations for you, but he ain't going to make you be with him and vice versa. So if you see God's recommendations for you, for your future, and you with him, child, look here. There are no good things that God will withhold from you. But understanding the power of that you have the authority that you have because just like I said, when you're with the right one, everything work out. But when you're with the wrong one, it's draining. It's like 
you working off the clock and not getting paid for it and somebody else gets the credit for your labor. It's time for you to evaluate everything because it's so important for you to know your purpose through God's lens, for you to know your purpose, know your identity. No guy should have to tell you something new when God and your family, especially your parents, told you that you are someone of value. You are beautiful. You are someone that God loves. Not only do I love you, but God loves you. You know, every man should esteem his children. Not just the girls, but even the boys. I know, like I said, I know I'm talking about talking to the women. I'm talking to the guys later. But women, it hurts my heart for you all to Live beneath what God has for you. But the only person that can control that is you. Like I said, those that know me, I believe in being really transparent. Women, you're more valuable than a, than just laying in the bed, passing out meat. <laughs> you know, being somebody's deposit slip. Being somebody... Uh, um, bank account where all they're doing is just taking from you. They're depositing their special tool, but they're withdrawing your life. They're withdrawing your talent. They're withdrawing your identity. They're withdrawing your self-esteem. It's more to you than that. I'm going to say it like this. A real man knows you and appreciates you because he's looking at you through the lens of God. But in order for you to be able to have that type of identity, have that type of self-esteem, you got to know who you are in God and stop selling for people that God did not authorize. And we're not just talking about relationship, which does include relationship, what I'm speaking about, but that's even pertaining to friendship. Friendship. Everybody that you call, everybody that call you friend ain't your friend. Sometimes they call you their friend because of what you can produce within that friendship. Because what they can get out of you. Don't you know, just like how God wants you to be with the right one, devil wants you to be with the wrong one. The devil want to seek, take everything from you. The devil want to see you stressed. The devil want to see you confused. The devil want to see you with you missing the purpose and plan God has for you. So understand that there is a purpose. There is value and stock that God has placed within you that can take you and your family beyond your wildest dreams. But just like how God has a purpose and assignment for you, the devil has an assignment for you that's causing destruction, that will cause destruction. That's what he wants for you. But you have to understand who you are and look at that person who is in your mirror and remind them, remind that person who is in your mirror that you have purpose. You have an identity. And it's not based upon how people treated you or what person said about you. It's what God has already established. 
God is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's also pertaining to the author and finisher of our purpose and our identity. So you have to understand how valuable and how loved you are by God and by yourself. Understand who you are, appreciate who you are, and don't settle for less than who God has for you. It is so important for you to be able to just be able to just understand that just because things happen in the past, guess what? Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Ask God to forgive you. You forgive yourself and you move on. Ask God to give you the tools and the strength to live beyond your past. Live beyond your mistakes. If you be real, I'm pretty sure we can look at the Bible. There have been many people that have made mistakes. Look at David. But God called David a man after his own heart. Why? David wasn't flawless, but he understood to repent. And after he repented, he didn't make the same mistake. Own up to your mistakes. Learn from your mistakes and mentor someone that may be like you to help them to be aware of the potential mistakes that the devil may try to put before them. My dad has said this to me, and I'll take this to my grave, and I so appreciate this. But he said a wise man learned from his mistakes, but a wise man learned from somebody else's mistakes. So understand that that mistake you may have made in the past, you know what? Ask God to help you to live beyond that. But understand, just because you made a mistake, don't let that define who you are. Don't let that define or change who you are. Let that fuel you even more for you to keep going. Be persistent and consistent. So understand you have value, you have worth. Not because, oh, well, I'm just saying, you know, we're just saying it to make you feel good. to break. No. It doesn't matter what anybody else say, says or thinks. What did God say about you? Understand, God said that you are the apple of his eye. And those that know those that know me, I always talk about apple of your eye is not talking about the fruit that you eat. The apple of the eye is actually the pupil. In its original word, pupil, it's a Latin word that means little doll or little man. What does that mean? That means every time you're looking at somebody's eyes and you see their pupil, what do you see? You see a little doll or a little man. You see a reflection of yourself. So if we are the apple of God's eye, that means every time he looks in our eyes, he sees a reflection of himself. And get this. Everything in our body grows, change. Everything in our body grows and changes except for one thing, our eyeballs. So understand that the same image that God saw when we were born is the same image that God sees when that was we were in the full adult. But what happened is our eyeballs don't change, but sometimes our distance change. That's why it's so important for us to repent, 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 meaning get back to that stage that you were at, the highest level of anything that you were at, the highest level of a position that you were at. So when we repent before God, we get back in right standings with him. 
And so when you get into right standards with him, then not only you can, he can see that that you are the apple of his eye, but also you can look at his eyes and see the reflection of yourself. So it's so important for you to forgive yourself of any and all mistakes of the past and understand how valuable you are. Don't associate yourself or even waste your time with anything that's less than the quality of the person that God made you. Understand, there's a lot of things that we do that God didn't authorize up, but we do it impulsively because we're trying to help. But one thing we always talk about is you give everything to God and you put everything in prayer. Ask God, God, is this the assignment that you have for me? This person, did you send this person for me to help or for them to help me? Or is it someone that you you did not send, the devil sent? I'm telling you, God will reveal. But if God reveals, we got to respond to God in obedience. So understand, look, you have worth. You have character. Your strength, your talent, your words should not be wasted. Your words are valuable. Your mind is valuable. I've seen so many women. They have got beaten up verbally, even physically, by guys that are trying to break them down and tear them down for their own benefit to remold them and make them someone that they can control or manipulate. One of the things I always talk about, whenever the devil want to break down somebody or manipulate somebody, he's going to always remove that person from familiar territory. That familiar territory is somebody that, uh, um, somebody's family, somebody's friends. When you have solid people in your life and somebody devilish going to try to remove you from them, try to make you disassociate yourself with your friends, disassociate yourself with your church, and ultimately disassociate yourself with your family. Anytime somebody that does that and you know that you have a family that love you, that respect you, you have friends that love you and church that love you and respect you, watch them. Watch them. They mean you're no good. It can be anybody, anybody that try to pull you away, that try to control you. First of all, one thing I always say, if God doesn't control you, then why would you allow anybody else to control you? Think about this. If it's real, God give us what? Free will. So if God ain't going to make us do something, then why would we listen to someone that would try to make us do something that God didn't tell us to do? Think about it. You know, because there are some people that's trying to tear you down. There are some people that want to control you. There are some people that's out there to control. And one of the things I always tell people, you put everything up in prayer. You always pray, God, this doesn't seem right. You, I don't care who it is. You always examine everything through the word of God, through the lens of God. And I'm telling you, God will tell you the truth. But you have to accept it. One of the things that make us fail is us not accepting the truth or the reality that God reveals. The Bible tells us you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But oftentimes we still bind because we're not accepting truth or the reality. 
We want to be in denial. And you know what happened? You know who fault that is? Understand, that's the devil wants you to stay bound, stay confused, stay discombobulated, make you lose sleepless nights, make your health fail, all that. But for you to understand that you have importance, you have a purpose, you have, look, like I said, like I always tell young ladies, if a man, all he want to do is just jump in the bed with you, run, leave him on immediately. Why? Because he does not respect you. He does, I don't care how some people say, well, you know, well, you know, we all have needs, but that need can be met in the appropriate time. That means with a ring, with a ring. If a guy does not want to commit to you and show you that he wants to commit and want to be loyal to you by not just give you a ring, but also give you a date, <laughs> I want to marry you. And look here, this is what I want to do. This, this is, I'm showing you how sincere I am. But if a guy don't come to the table with that, leave him alone. Leave him alone. You can't make, well, you know, I'm just going to pray about God. You keep, you keep praying. You keep saying that. That's an excuse. Some people, I was talking to somebody earlier. But some of us, we say, well, I'm just going to pray about it. And that's an excuse saying, well, I just want to wait and see if anything going to change. It ain't going to change. It ain't. I know some people may get upset with me, but I believe in just being honest. Because ultimately, if I don't tell you the truth, then your blood will be on my hands. And my thing is, look here, when I go to bed at night, I ain't having nobody, nobody blood on my hands. My responsibility as a man of God, not just as a minister, but as a man of God, is to tell you the truth so that way you can seek God for yourself. Ultimately, it's our responsibility as men and women of God to point you to him, not to me, not what I think, not my opinion. None of that matters. Look, I'm telling you about God, but I'm seeking God for myself, too. I don't want you to be following me. Look, I ain't your God. And even the people that you may know, they ain't your God. We serve one true and living God. He raised his son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. He's God. I'm not God, and I don't care if somebody else may try to proclaim that, well, you know, I know this. Look here. Look here. Ain't nobody. Matter of fact, all of us that are alive, uh, us human beings, we are creations of God. We, we ain't the creator. We are creation, and we only know in part. We don't know everything. The only thing that we know is what God reveals, what God reveals. But if God doesn't reveal it, we sure can't say we are God. No. We are God's representatives. But it's God's responsibility. It's God's will. Not yours, not mine. And so understand that you have an assignment. You have a purpose and a plan that God has designated. And God has made you as a young lady to be respected, to be loved, to receive the shivery that he wants ladies to receive 
you know, whenever you go somewhere, you know you're supposed to have the door open for you. You know that, don't you? You, you know that. I, I mean, you can nod your head. I mean, I see you, you know, but I can just imagine you nod your head. And I know somebody, oh, child, I ain't had no man to open the door for but you ain't requiring nothing. That's the thing, you know. So, you know, instead of you opening up the door, you, you get close to the door and just wait there. It might be somebody behind you, you just wait there. Or you step on out the way, let him open the door, and then you walk behind him. You ain't got to know them. Look, you don't have to know these guys that's supposed to open the door for you. You just need to require that. It's so many young ladies now. I'm going to be real with you. It's so many young ladies now. They don't require men to be respectful anymore. Matter of fact, I was opening up the door. I believe in opening up the door. That's the way we were raised. You know, I don't have to know these people. That doesn't mean that I'm being flirtatious, whatever I said. No. As a man, it's my responsibility to open up the door for a young lady. And oftentimes, regardless if it's a male or a female behind me, I open the door. Hey, after you. After you, sir. That's called home training. And most of the time, it's lacking in these day and time. But somebody, I, I was opening up the door, and I've had this happen several times. Open up the door. After you. After you. Now, I don't need no man to open the door for me. Man, they all going to try to come. I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Look here. I close the door. I walk away. Somebody somebody got the bitter pill. Somebody been hurt. Somebody be delivered from that hurt. So women. You need to start requiring these guys. Look, you better open the door. You better open up the door. This ain't being flirtatious, but on this person, that male that you need to tell, they need to learn how to open the door. You might be bringing awareness to somebody that may be somebody's husband, or especially that person that that you ain't letting him. You know, you ain't holding him responsible. What if he married your family member? And because you failed to tell him and he walked around not knowing, then he's going to be disrespectful towards your kinfolk. So, ladies, you got to start requiring. Put some stipulation. Put some boundaries. I promise you. It's for your good. It's for not just for the man's good. It's for your good. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and say this, ladies. When a man feels that he has to earn, earn your attention, he has to earn your affection, has to earn your love, then he respects you more. But as long as you've given it to him. Men were made in the design. Men were made in design to work, labor, labor, work. That's our nature. That's what. That's a real man's nature. It's real man's nature. So you don't have to set up. Think about it. You have so much ahead of you. Women are women are such a beautiful creation from God. They can make and produce anything great what they receive from man. That's the old saying. If a man give a woman a seed, she'll make a baby. If a man 
give a woman cornbread, she make a whole dinner. If a man give a woman flowers, she can make what? The atmosphere romantic, conducive for love, romance. If a man give a woman problems, she going to give him hell. (laughs) So understand, women are made span to profound things that she received from man. So the question is, women, understanding how important you are, are you requiring anything to make sure you don't receive anything less than what God has for you? The blessings of God make us rich and add us no sorrow. That's one, like I said, that's one of the verses I always think about to make sure that we don't settle for less than what God has for us. Now, of course, like I said, God want to, for the young ladies, God want to send the right man, but the devil want to hurry up and send the wrong man to distract you from the right man. Hmm. So you can't rush. You can't Go on your emotions because the devil would deal with your emotions. You have to be led by God's spirit and recognized within the spirit. That way you will see, ah, the wolf in sheep's clothing. So understand, as valuable as you are, ladies, you cannot have anything that's going to distract you from you hearing or seeing seeing what God has for you. And not just who God has for you, but what God has for you. You know, y'all women, y'all deal with so much, and especially the single mothers, the single mothers, you know, there's an old saying that says, mama's baby, papa's maybe. It ain't a guarantee that father's going to be around to help take care of their child. But mama, oftentimes, is the one that's left with the responsibilities of taking care of that child. And not only taking care of that child, but also taking care of themselves and the child with no extra resources or help from that father. And also, women get have gotten ridiculed throughout the years. You know, um, matter of fact, I had, there was someone that uh, spoke the other day. And let's just say if a young boy and young girl are at a church, they did something, of course, they end up having um, premarital sex, end up getting pregnant. The little girl end up having her stomach popped out. She's carrying a baby. Who's going to get ridiculed? Is it that boy? Is it both? Or is it that girl alone? Oftentimes, it's a girl alone. Why? Because she's the one that's carrying the results of what they did. They might have made a mistake. But oftentimes what we do, we remind these girls of their mistakes over and over and over and over and over and over again. And dealing with their psyche. And then, well, you know, 
I see this all the time. We always tell people what they should have done instead of helping them to do what needs to be done. Okay, I made a mistake. Okay, if if I could, uh, that old saying by um, Cher, if I could turn back time, yeah, many of us could say that. But that's living reality. I can't change. I can't change my mistake. I made a mistake. Help me to clean up my mistake. Well, see, what you should have done, what you should have done, and those that know me, especially, matter of fact, um, I was with a minister friend Friday night, and he said something, and I thought I was the only one that felt this way, but he said something, and I said, you know what, and I told him, I said, I felt you, I feel the same way, he lost his twin brother, and he said, he said, lost his twin brother, and he lost his mom, and he said, since then, he felt like, he could just say whatever needs to be said. He's like he has an I don't care attitude now. I said, that's the way I feel. When I lost my sister, my road dog, when I lost my friend, I don't have that book with me. When I lost my friend, shoot. You think I'm going to, now, of course, I'm going to say things in a way it's going to be godly. But I ain't going to hold myself and bite my tongue. The devil is a lie. No, indeed. <laughs> Since I... Since I lost my sister, no, indeed, my road dog, there it is. Since I lost her, my sister, shoot, you think I'm a, well, no, nah, nah, just don't say it. no, no, uh-uh, no, indeed, no, indeed, no, I'm going to say it, and one thing about it, I don't mind telling them for myself, if I did something, oh, I'll tell you, yeah, I made a mistake, yeah, blah, 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 and I'll tell you, I'm not going to say, well, Forgive me. We all made me say no, 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 no. That ain't that ain't no real apology. A real apology is admitting what they did. State exactly what you did. State the mistake that you made, and you realize you made a mistake, and the corrective measures that you will do. So, young ladies, you may have made a mistake in the past, okay, but. Don't let that define you. Let that refine you. Okay, you made a mistake. Okay, you know what? Now what you going to do about it? That's one of the key questions in life that I realized that really changed my life. No matter what we've done, the question is what we're going to do about it. What we're going to do about it. Something to think about. What we're going to do about it. So with that, women, know that God has so much for you. Know that you're precious in his eyes. Know that you have value. You have worth. And it has nothing to do with how people treated you. You can control that. Don't let anybody treat you less than what you want to be treated or the way you want to be treated. You got to set boundaries up. And you got to hold people accountable. Hold people accountable for their mistreatment towards you. Hold them accountable. I don't care. Look here. I don't care who it is. Like I said, I, I'm at the point of my life now. I'm going to tell you what that says the Lord, how to say I'm going to drop it down. You can pick it up if you want to. I'm going to tell you the truth. You got to start requiring people to respect you. You can't make people love you. You can't make people do something that they don't want to do. But one thing about it, whatever they don't give you that you deserve, you can't put boundaries to keep them at a distance. And it doesn't matter who it is. You can't do that. You have that right. 
you have that freedom. But you can't allow unappreciative people, disrespectful people, to come across the boundaries because you feel sorry for them. No. You keep their boundaries up. Make them work for it. If you want them to respect you, you can't lower yourself. You can't, well, I'm going to give them another chance. No, they will not respect you. They will not. I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you not just what I've witnessed. I'm telling you even from what I've seen. Now, I have not been involved in I'm telling you what I've seen. Like I said, I work in the jail. I've listened in, and I'm, I've listened to conversations, and I'm saying to myself, this woman is so stupid. This woman right here, I've seen. You know what? I'm, we got time. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I've seen where a man has a visit. His wife come up here to visit him. And a few minutes later, his girlfriend comes to visit him. His wife visiting him and his girlfriend visits him. And I'm saying to myself, he finna get caught. Let me see how he gonna work it. And all of a sudden, I see, all of a sudden, they're both in the same visitation booth. And he barking orders. He making his wife give the girlfriend the phone to speak. I'll talk to you a minute. I want to talk to her. Yeah, yeah, say what's up. You going to put some money in my book? Yeah, but I appreciate it. You know, good looking out. Good looking out. Yeah, you know, that, that's what's up. Say when I get out, you know, I'm still going to be with you, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. Now, let, me, let me go ahead and speak to her right quick. Hand her the phone. Say, yeah, yeah, I had her to come up here. She put some money in my books, blah, 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 blah. And the wife, well, I'm just tired of you treating me that way. I'm just like, he said, hey, look here. It's part of the game. You in or you out. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I just don't like it. You know, I say, but I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I, I'm telling you what I'm I'm like, what the heck? This dude, and I'm like, Woman, are you that with both of y'all? Really, both of y'all, women, you have. I'm gonna say it like this: God did not make you out of His own image and likeness for you to be somebody's side piece. No, God made you to be the main course. Actually, the only course. Not no side dish or side piece. What is your main problem? Are you that lonely? No, indeed. I'm like, and this has happened on more than one occasion. Like I said, I've been working in the jail for 30, a uh, matter of fact, this coming January, January the 4th, it'd be 30 freaking years. I've seen so much stuff. There are so much stuff I've seen. I don't even remember a lot of stuff because it just, I'm just immune to it. <laughs> you know, I've seen so much stuff. I was trying to talk to my brother the other day. I was trying to talk to him. I wanted to tell him some stuff, and I couldn't remember all this stuff because it's, it's, it's normal. It's like a part of the world that I've been in. I've spent over half my life there. So if I see something, 
that I would consider me normal, if I tell somebody outside that don't work in the jail, they ain't a, what? What? Yeah, there are some things, you know, I'm just not talking about it, you know. But some stuff, I'm like, man, oh, yeah, 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 that happened, that happened, that happened. You know, but I've seen, I've seen, I've seen women that just throw themselves, I'm like, Lord, there is no, look here, I know that people say there's a shortage of good men. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That means your husband, you have to require from God to send him. Allow God to reveal to you who your husband is. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, God will close down a multi-million dollar business overseas and bring him right here in your area. And if he'll do that pertaining to business, what about your personal business? Matters of the heart. God, look here. God will send somebody from up the street or from across the state for your heart. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about God. Man, don't you put no limit on God. Don't you? Well, I don't see. I don't see. Well, you know. And, and, and get that, you ain't got to compromise. You ain't got to open up your legs just to open up your heart for some old the joker. No. No. You still keep your integrity. And if that man don't want to be with you because you won't give him some, he ain't the one for you. He's not the one that God sent you. Not, you ain't got no need to be compromising. Well, you know, he said, but, but, okay, but that's good. That frees you from a distractor so that way you can get your blesser. Listen, I'm going to say it like this. God wants you to receive your blesser instead of someone that's lesser. God has someone for you, but you got to quit going by what you physically see and go by what you spiritually see, see within the spirit, pertaining to the man that God has for you, the job that God has for you, the purpose God has for you. We got to stop looking at in the natural because that might be our problem. If you can see it, then you don't need God. Just point blank. If you can see it, you ain't got to trust God for it. But if you don't see it, then that's when things come out. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. You know, there's more to it. And ladies, you cannot settle anymore. You know, one of the things that we often talk about, the church is always packed on these three Sundays. Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day. Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day. You have to start appreciating yourself. You have to stop receiving less than what God has for you. Stop selling for less than love. And stop selling for these jokers that don't love you, don't appreciate you. I'm, I'm going to say that we're going to get ready to wrap it up. But remember this. Even when you begin to start being sexually involved with these guys, and this is outside of marriage. Don't you know when you start having sex with these different guys, don't you know there are different chemical chemistries that happen mentally? and spiritually 
And Lord forbid if you have a child by them, you don't know, I'm going to say it like this, you don't know what type of demon you be dealing with until you have a child by some of these guys. Uh-uh. I mean, you don't even know that you don't even know his lineage. You don't know what kind of spiritual warfare that's in his family. Well, well, I, he he said, quit going about what these guys said. I'm telling you, I know people will lie. Not just not just men will lie. Women will lie. Women will lie, and some of them they'll be so deceptive. See, anytime somebody they'll be forthcoming with information, watch them. A true person, a true a true person of integrity, won't wait for you to ask. They'll be forthcoming about things. But so many people, when they well, when they give half truth and stuff, leave them alone. Watch them. You need somebody that's gonna be open. Somebody that's gonna don't mind confession, confessing upon themselves, confessing. You get a person that's easy to confess or admit fault or whatever. You know what? That person may be all right, but when you got a pool of teeth and they always they they raise so much cane, but they always want to play the victim. Uh uh-uh. uh, nah, nah, no good, no good. <laughs> like they play, like they do on football. When a person misses a field goal, <laughs> to the left, to the left. <laughs> you know that's how that person is. So understand the person that God has for you. You know, it won't be hard. It won't be complicated. So just in case you've been watching or listening and you've been hearing all this about, you know, God, if you're not saved, Romans 10 now tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ that I save you to believe in the heart of God and raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Know that there is nothing too hard for God. Understand God loves you, He cares for you. He wants you to come to He wanna He wants you to invite Him into your life to help you in every area of your life. Not just for you to be able to uh make it to heaven, ha- have your eternal home is in heaven, but also for you to enjoy some heaven here on earth. Both. Both. God wants you to be able to get the peace. That surpasses all understanding. His peace, his rest. God wants you to be able to get someone, receive someone that's going to love you, that's going to respect you and your family, that's not going to try to divide but bring together. That's going to, look, make it where you, when you get to work, it comes easy. You can't, we can't wait to go home because you got somebody that when you get home, somebody that's going to love you, that's going to respect you. When you get to the house, the dinner's already made or bought. Look, that's going to make your bath water. Not for you to get off work and they up here watching PlayStation or sitting in the, look, sitting on the couch. Hey, you going to fix anything to eat? And you just got off work. Man, please. <laughs> I'm going to say it like this. Quit leaving. Look, leave these sorry jokers alone. Sorry, unproductive. And one thing I always say, women, you cannot make a man change. It ain't your responsibility. You can't make a man love you, respect you. If a man really loves you, you're his favorite subject other than God. 
you in his favorite subject where he going to look at the things in your life that's going to be pleasing to try to make you happy. And he knows that he can trust you. And he knows that you're going to try to make him happy and you're going to make him happy. Y'all have a happy and a beautiful home and marriage. But when you're dealing with a joker that all he want to do is hang out with the boys, but you think that, well, once we get married, things going to change. Girl, you wake up and smell the burnt coffee. No. You're not supposed to be making these guys do anything. That's him. You know, like the things I always say, when you meet somebody, you got to accept if they never change, would you be happy with it? Would you be would you be happy with them if they never change, if they never reach their potential? You may see their potential and it might be right in your face, but if they never reach it or try to attempt to go forward, would you still be happy? If the answer is no, do like Teddy Pendergrass said, I think I better let it go. So it's something to think about. But understand God loves you. And he wanted, he wants you to include him in every area of your life. If you're not saved, I will recommend, I will suggest, I will beg you, do not wait another second pass without you accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Like I said, Romans 10 and 9 says, And thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand that there is nothing too hard for God, and God is waiting for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God, thank you, Lord, for being a mighty God. God, we thank you, Lord, for being a great God. We thank you, Lord, for being a God of first, second, of many chances. So, God, we speaking right now, God. There are those who may be watching, God, who may be watching or listening. We speaking right now, God, that you help them, God, to seek you, God. And, and God, we ask, God, as we seek you, God, that you reveal yourself to us, God, and you reveal who we are in you right now in the name of Jesus. God, there are those women who may be on here or listening or watching, God. God, help them to understand, God, that the things that you have for them, God, they must seek you, God. They must obey you, God. They must trust you in every area of their lives right now. So, God, we speaking, God, that you help your people, God, to surrender our will, our ways, our mindset to you right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we know, God, not not our will, but your will be done in our lives. So, God, we speaking right now, God, that you help us, God, to have the mindset, God, that you have for us, God, to be fixated on you, God, no matter what. God, help us, God, to be focused, God, to rely upon you right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we ask God to help those, God, who may be listening right now, God. Call for them, God. Be with them right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you touch the bereaved family, God. God, and God, we speak right now, God, that you comfort them, God. Those that lost mothers, God. During this Mother's Day season, God, comfort them, massage their broken heart right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And I'll be speaking, God, even for those, God, who have lost friends and other family members, God, we speaking, God, that you comfort them. Be their lifeline, God. 
guard their hearts, guard their minds right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God, for being a gracious God. Thank you, Lord, for being a mighty good God. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. Thank you, Lord, for making ways out of nowhere right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for those who may be seeking you right now, God, pertaining to education, God. Lead them to the schools that you want them to be at, God. God, we seeking, God, that you bring grants right now, God, and provide, God, for your children right now, God. Not only the, like, not only the younger people, God, but even there are some adults right now, God, that's seeking you pertaining to some type of financial plan, God, some type of uh, uh, grant program, God. So, God, we're speaking, God, that you open up the avenue, God, for you to be able to send what they need to them right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you all for this testimony, God. We thank you all for working everything out right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you uh, thank you all for removing every doubt, every fear right now in the name of Jesus. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you for watching this video, and I pray that those who maybe uh, want to get in contact with me, you're welcome to get in contact with me. My name is Brother Prater. Um, like I said, uh, Brother Prater, you can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me um, on Facebook where my date of devotion, you can see my date of devotion and also my videos. Also, if you want to go to my website, you can go to brotherprater.com. Brotherprater.com, you'll see my date of devotions and my videos. Also, you'll see a schedule of my personal appearances. Um, Matter of fact, I got a personal appearance that's coming up uh, this week. I'm on, I'm on, while I'm talking, I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, uh, y'all can go on my website where y'all can see my personal appearances. And um, on the website, for those who may want to purchase my book, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their needs and their responsibilities toward their children, their family, and their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, to talk to the women pertaining to a potential future husband and or a present or future children. Um, also, my other book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. This is a, a book dedicated to my sister, uh, Sheila Prater. We uh, lost her doing a a period of domestic violence. And so that's one reason why I'm very passionate. I was already passionate about it before I lost my sister. Now, you know, if I can help somebody else's sister, if I can help somebody else's mother, you know, and don't ever feel like, well, you know, it'll never happen to me. I, I got countless stories to let people know, hey, look, being with the wrong one, child, you don't know, you might not make it out alive. There are some that have made it out by the grace of God. But one of the things that we always say, Grace ain't a horse you can ride. You know, don't add extra pressure and stress upon yourself, even towards your family, those that love you. Um, This coming, oh, okay, okay. Well, May 13th, May 13th, I will be at the Mother's Day Family Picnic Experience. It's going to be by Centennial Park, 3206. 3206 Smith Barry Road, Pentago, Texas, 76013. That's Bicentennial Park, 3206 Smith Barry Road, Pentagon, Pentagon, so Pentagon, Texas, 76013.
So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. I appreciate you all for tuning in and you once again for everything and we'll get a chance to see each other next week. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. Be blessed.